This is Julie D. from NordoniaHills.News. The Cleveland Sports Show starts now. Hello, everyone. Wishing you a happy Saturday from the Cleveland Sports Show. We have lots of playoff action to talk about. Very, very excited about this week. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I want to start you off and kick off your weekend with the sports fact of the week. Let's get it started. Today's October 19th. On this day in 1985, I think that's the year my mom graduated high school. In this year, 1985, having lost their two last games by a combined score of 97 to nothing and entering as 38-point underdogs, the Oregon State uh, Beavers stunned the Washington Huskies 21 to 20 at Husky Stadium in Seattle with under 2 minutes remaining and the Beavers trailing 20 to 14. This is football, let me just clarify that for you. Andre Todd blocks a Washington punt which Levance Northington recovers in the end zone for a winning touchdown. Today's game is a rare highlight for Oregon State in a stretch of 28 consecutive losing seasons from 1971 through 1998. A little bit of football action for you. A little bit of some uh, facts from then. Unfortunately for all you football NFL fans, we don't have a lot of action this weekend um, due to the bye week. But we will keep you updated on the Browns this week. First, let's get into some European football, as I should say. We're going to keep it MLS for right now. And today is the special uh, day for the MLS. This is the day we've all been waiting for. The MLS Audi Cup playoffs have finally um, are finally underway. They begin today at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Atlanta United taking on New England, Seattle Sounders, FC Dallas, Toronto FC, and then DC United. Our final game of the day is 10 o'clock Eastern Time with Real Salt Lake taking on the Portland Timbers. Tomorrow, the Philadelphia Union and the New York Red Bulls square off at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and then at 8.30, Minnesota United will be facing off against LA Galaxy. Now, remember I was explaining the bracket from last um, from last week. Now, LAFC was the number one seed in the West, so they automatically go to the next round. They'll face the winner of Minnesota and the LA Galaxy. And then NYCFC was in first place in the MLS Eastern Conference, so they automatically move on to that next round. They'll face the winner of Toronto and Washington, D.C. We'll keep you updated with all of those MLS um, scores and games. Of course, the Cup uh, Conference semifinals officially begin on Wednesday, the 23rd, so we'll have the first round to discuss with you on uh, our next episode of the Cleveland Sports Show. And as we're in playoff mode right now, we're going to move from soccer to the MLB. And congratulations to the Washington Nationals for making the World Series. It's been actually a decent uh, couple of months here for DC sports fans. Of course, we had the Mystics who won the WNBA title just about a week ago. Now the Nationals are in the World Series. Um, Unfortunately, the Wizards aren't doing too great, but hey, you still have Bradley Beal. And, of course, all of the 
Redskins um, flavor, but we're not going to talk, this isn't the DC Sports Show, this is the Cleveland Sports Show. Let's keep it toward, geared on towards the MLB. As I mentioned, Nationals in the World Series, their opponent is still to be determined. In the League Championship Series between the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees, Houston currently leads the series three games to two. As you remember, the Astros winning the 2017 World Series in seven games against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Tonight, Game 6 between the Yankees and Astros will be from Houston, um, from Houston, Texas. Will the Astros make another World Series appearance, or can the Yankees force in Game 7 tomorrow, which will still be in Houston? We'll see and find out who has the better hand. The past two games have been rather one-sided in favor of a specific team. This past Thursday... Houston took a 3-1 lead against New York um, with an 8-3 final score at Yankee Stadium. Uh, the Yankees went up by one after the first inning, um, but then in the third inning, the Astros scored three runs of their own to go up 3-1. The score in the sixth inning was 3-2 in favor of Houston. Uh, the Astros then tacked on a run in the eighth and the ninth to eventually pull away and win the game. 8-3. to three. The Yankees were able to bounce back yesterday 4-1 to one, and hold off elimination facing the Game 6 that is tonight. Houston um, scored only one run in the game. New York 4 in that first inning. And there would be no more runs after that, fourth, uh, after that first inning. A very, very eventful first inning. Um, zeros across the board in the following which leads to New York winning yesterday 4-1 to against the Astros. As I mentioned, today is Game 6. You can catch it at 8.08 p.m. The Yankees-Astros. Will the Yankees force a Game 7, or will the Astros be taking on the Nationals in the World Series? We'll find out tonight. Now, this is the Cleveland Sports Show, and I have been super, super excited to finally be talking about... Cavs basketball. That's right, the Cleveland Cavaliers have just completed their preseason. It was not a pretty preseason, um, let me tell you that. I actually did talk with Ray Horner on my morning show, or on his morning show yesterday, uh, just discussing the Cavaliers preseason and giving an analysis on what to expect for the regular season. And I'll be 100% honest with you, I was not impressed with the Cavaliers' preseason. Um, starting with that loss against Detroit, getting outscored 31-15 to in that fourth quarter, did not um, look great on the Cavs' resume. And they didn't follow it up this past Sunday in Boston. They got destroyed. A 46-point blowout um, in favor of the Celtics. The Cavs scored only 9 points in the second quarter compared to 37 for the Celtics. Chetty Osman only had two points. Larry Nance Jr., nine points. The top scorer in that game for the Cavs was Sindarius Thornwell, who got cut. Um, he did not make the Cavs roster, and he had a game high of 12 points. Very, very disappointing for the Cavs. They only shot 
26 of 79 from the field. That's 33%. They only hit seven threes. They had 27. That's right, 27 turnovers for the entire game. Only 34 points in the paint as well. Now, you would think after such a huge blowout and an embarrassing loss, they would come back at home at Rocket Mortgage Field House and host that same team that destroyed them a couple nights ago. You'd think they'd have some kind of fire in their belly, some kind of aggression to get some revenge on the Celtics. That did not happen whatsoever. After the first quarter, the Cavs were down 27-19. to They didn't lose by 46 in the end, but they did lose 118-95. I don't think a 23-point loss is that great either. You just cut your losing margin in half. Great job. You still lost. The Cavs really just never were able to get it going. Uh, Colin Sexton played well. 20 points, 31 minutes, um, 2 rebounds and 2 assists for him. Darius Garland actually had his breakout game of the preseason with 16 points um, in 25 minutes. Jordan Clarkson, um, I really do feel bad for the guy. He consistently puts up his numbers, but consistently loses his games. Jordan Clarkson, 19 minutes, puts up 15 points, 2 rebounds, and 1 assist. Um, I definitely think that Jordan Clarkson is going to have another breakout year. We just look at this guy. He is growing and growing as a player. He is one of my players to watch for the 2019-2020 NBA season for the Cavs this year. And I want to get a take from John Beeline, the new head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. We're going to get his perspective on this game um, from the post-game interview from Tuesday night in that Cavs loss against the Celtics. Take a listen to hear what John Beeline had to say after Tuesday night's loss. I'm just certainly disappointed with the score. I'm just really disappointed that uh, we, we, we couldn't um, execute a lot of things, but we got a lot of people just playing new positions or playing positions and just trying to, you know, it's like you put you put a puzzle together and practice, and then you know you go to the game and you gotta you got you put pieces back in the box and you gotta try and do it again. It's it's not gonna be easy. It's uh, it's uh, it's not easy, and we just gotta press on. And the Cavs will definitely have to bounce back and bounce back quickly because their first three games of the NBA regular season are against three playoff teams from last year who were all in the Eastern Conference. Of course, we have Orlando on Wednesday night. The Cavs will be at the Amway Center in Orlando to take on the Magic at 7 p.m. That'll be the first official regular season game of 82 for the Cavs. They'll then have their first game at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse um, of the regular season against the Indiana Pacers, who not only have Miles Turner, Victor Oladipo, but also Malcolm Brogdon now. That is a huge game changer for the Pacers, and the Cavs are going to have to be ready for last year's fifth seed in the East. The Cavs then head to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and Pfizer Forum to take on the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and the Bucks, who, that's right, were the one seed last year and won 60 games. The Cavs are going to have their 
hands full, and I mean full, um, for their first three games of the season. And believe me, these games against the Pistons and then the two against the Celtics were not very convincing. The Cavs are definitely going to have to really um, show um, any signs of aggression, any signs of true passion. Let's be honest, if Kevin Love plays more than five minutes a game, the Cavs will probably have some type of chance. However, like I said, these are all playoff teams from last year, and the Cavs are definitely going to have some challenges ahead. Now, I did mention the Cavs, but the NBA official regular season begins this Tuesday for um, all the teams. We only have two games to open up on that Tuesday, October 22nd. The Pelicans and the Raptors is the first regular game, uh, regular season game of this year. The Raptors will be receiving their championship rings um, at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. They will be hosting, as I mentioned, the Pelicans, who no will not be having Zion Williams, unfortunately. We will not be able to see Zion north of the border on Tuesday due to knee injuries. But we will see Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Derek Favors, and all of the others uh, Pelicans. With um, Of course, we have to mention Drew Holiday as well. They'll be in Toronto looking to spoil the Raptors championship celebration party. After that game in Toronto, we head to Los Angeles where the battle for Los Angeles will officially begin. The Los Angeles, Clay, uh, Los Angeles Lakers will be facing the Clippers. It will technically be a Clippers home game, so the court of the Staples Center will be decorated in Clippers attire, but I would not be surprised if there are a um, contention of Lakers fans in the arena. Now, those are the only two games to kick off the 22nd opening night in the NBA. However, the 23rd, the next day, is where a lot more teams play. As I mentioned, the Cavs and the Magic um, from Amway Center in Orlando will be taking place at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, Celtics 76ers, another big opening night matchup um, this Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Oklahoma City Thunder, Chris Paul's first game in a Thunder uniform. They'll be on the road taking on the Utah Jazz and then Nuggets and Trailblazers as well. The Golden State Warriors begin their season um, this upcoming Thursday at 10.30, the first regular season game at Chase Center in San Francisco against Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers. Speaking of the Clippers, Paul George will miss... Um, about 10 games, the first 10 games of the season due to injuries as well, if you did not know that. So just wanted to keep you guys updated with the NBA, which officially begins its regular season on Thursday. Cannot wait. I am super excited for the season to finally begin. The wait is over. Now, I did mention the wait is over for the NBA season to officially begin. But for NFL fans, it is not game day today, so you can turn that turn that music off. Teams are getting some rest this week, including our very own Cleveland Browns, who are going to need some time to think and recuperate 
after a tough loss at home at First Energy Stadium against the Seattle Seahawks. Ladies and gentlemen, the Browns actually had a terrific start to the game. After the first quarter, they were up 14-6. to um, In the second quarter, they were outscored 12-6. to They still had a lead of 2 going into halftime. However, the Seahawks score a touchdown in the third and a touchdown in the fourth um, to end any sort of optimism that the Cleveland Browns had of winning this game. The Browns actually outscored Seattle 8-7 to in the fourth, but it was too little, too late. Russell Wilson for the Seahawks had 295 yards for two total touchdowns. Here's the big number. Interceptions. Um, Russell Wilson threw zero interceptions. Baker Mayfield threw three, three interceptions, um, from Baker Mayfield, 249 yards for one touchdown in the game. As we remember, we were asking last week, can Baker Mayfield outplay, uh, Russell Wilson, um, for, to give the Browns a big chance to win the game? That was unfortunately not the case. And to break this conundrum down even more, we have the Browns' very own analyst, uh, Nathan Zagora, to discuss what the Browns need to do to make sure that this bye week is successful in terms of their mental stability and what they can do for their upcoming schedule. Because let me tell you, their upcoming schedule is not easy. But we'll talk about their schedule in a couple minutes here, but I want you guys to listen to what Nathan Zagura has to say on how the Brown season has played out, especially after this loss against Seattle. But at the end of the day, it comes down to execution for the Cleveland Browns. If you turn the ball over four times against a team like Seattle, you're not going to win. And that's what happened here today. The Browns showed what the good Browns can be, why all that preseason hype emerged, the talent that was there, 20 points on their first three drives. But unfortunately, they were undone. Penalties, turnovers, sloppy play, a lack of execution. They will go into the bye week looking to solve these issues. I'll tell you what. What you saw, though, was a team that if they play a clean game can absolutely beat anybody in the NFL. The Seahawks are some of the creme de la creme of this league right now. But the Browns have not played a clean game once in their first six outings. They need to take this bye week and figure it out as they travel to the New England Patriots, the defending Super Bowl champions, in week eight. And as I mentioned, the schedule for the Browns is extremely daunting over these next few weeks. As Mr. Zagura just mentioned the Browns will be at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts to take on the defending champions, the New England Patriots, Patriots and Tom Brady, on Sunday the 27th of October. The Browns will then head to Denver, the Mile High City, to take on the Broncos. It will be an extremely tough game, of course, with the altitude levels as well. So the next two games for the Browns, not only are they on the road, but they are also against top quality teams. We've seen the Broncos um, you know, play very, very physically in um, some of their games. The Browns and the Patriots, that is going to be another very, very tough game for Cleveland um, to win. Can they win it? Of course they can. We've given the uh, Browns a lot 
of hype, and we definitely have high expectations for them, which is why they have a chance to beat the Patriots. But yes, it's going to be a very tough matchup, especially when Tom Brady is on the field. After this two-game road trip, the Browns will be back home for three home games against the Bills, the Steelers, and the Dolphins, but we won't get into that just yet. We still have a few more weeks until that. And lastly, I wanted to update you on Nordonia Knights football um, here real quick since we are in a uh, football mindset right now. That is our main topic right now. Knights losing to uh, Brexville Broadview Heights last night in Brexville Broadview Heights. Final score 53-30 to in favor of the Bees. The Knights really were never able to get it going from the start, um, giving up a touchdown very early in the game. The Bees were able to pull away um, after halftime. The halftime score um, was actually 26-9. to The Bees were able to score a touchdown at the last second and attempt a two-point conversion, and that's where all the momentum was lost for the Knights right at the halftime mark. Um, then the Bees just poured it on more in the second half, eventually blowing out the Knights in a 53-30 win. The schedule for the Nordonia Knights includes only two more games. Their last home game of the season will be this Friday at Bolian Stadium against the Cuyahoga Falls Black Tigers. They will then, in their final game of the regular season, head to North Royalton to face the Bears. And ladies and gentlemen, that concludes the Cleveland Sports Show for this weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, we have so much action in the MLS, the MLB playoffs, the Cavs, Browns, so much to discuss for next week as well. We will be right back here next weekend to talk about the Cavs opening season and what um, is in store for the Browns as they head uh, to New England to take on the Patriots. If you haven't in a while, make sure you check out my Twitter account, at Nordonia Sports. I am Darius Sethna, D-A-R-A-Y-U-S-S-E-T-H-N-A. I will be posting, very, very shortly, my interviews with Ray Horner, Center Court, on 93.5 FM WAKR, where we discuss the Cavs season. Um, you can catch Center Court live at about 6.45 in the morning, on 93.5 FM on Friday mornings, to be more specific. Every Friday we do this show. Or you can access them um, on my Twitter postings as well. I post every episode there um, on Twitter and on SoundCloud, which means you can also access the Cleveland Sports Show and our Center Court episodes on Spotify as well to take those with you on the go. But until next time, everyone... Thank you so much for listening to the Cleveland Sports Show. Have a wonderful week. Go Cavs. Best of luck in the opening season or opening few games of the season. We will see you next time.